Well, good morning, everyone, again. And um, does this work? Oh, yes. So we're uh, talking of part of a series this morning on the Ten Commandments. And you've got to number eight. Why did we get there? Off. Can we go back to the beginning? No. Okay, we'll see if this works. So the, the Eighth Commandment. Ah, why? Okay, am I doing it right now? Oh, it just flipped too quickly. Anyway, we know what it says. You shall not steal. I wonder what you think about when you hear that. I mean, we all like it, actually. I mean, imagine living in a country where it was okay to steal anything from anyone. Wouldn't, it would be very hard to live, actually. So actually, what is this doing? <laughs> it must be on automatic or something. Anyway, we'll forget that. <laughs> we actually all like it because it protects us or our property, or so we think, right? But actually, it's not really about property. Certainly not our property. Um, I'll try clicking again. Yeah, because we read in 1 Chronicles 29, 11 to 12, Yours, Lord is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Everything belongs to God, right? So this gives us a bit of a different perspective um, because it's actually not our property and it's not even about property. It's about relationship with our Father. And I know that's what you've been looking at in, in the other commandments. Actually, it's about relationship with our Father. So, first of all, everything belongs to Him. But who are we? We are His children. So, as we are in relationship with Him, the one who owns all things, that gives us a bit of a different look on you shall not steal. Firstly, if we steal from anyone, we're actually stealing from God. Because everything's his, right? And secondly, and maybe we don't like this one as much, God has the right to loan to whoever he wants. So sometimes you think, why does that person have that thing? And I know you're going to be looking at coveting in a couple of weeks. Why does they have that? No, I don't. Well, God, the one who owns everything, he has loaned it to that person. It's on loan because it belongs to God. And that's his choice. 
But then something that we maybe like a little better. He has enough resources to provide his children with everything we need. So, do we like it or not? We, everything belongs to God. We own nothing. But he, we're his children, and he gives us, really, everything that we need all the time. So these are the basic principles that we want to look at when we look at this commandment. But I wonder what you think of as stealing. I mean, if I were to ask, you know, how many of you have robbed a bank recently? Anyone? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, I have the mug up here. Uh, in Central Asia, uh, some years ago, I had a flatmate. I've had many flatmates over the years. But this one, she was a civil servant, and she had a mug which had the Ten Commandments on it. So she had her mug at work, and one day she was sitting at work, looking, drinking tea and looking at her mug, and her eyes fell on the one, you shall not steal. And she thought, wow, there's at least one of them I'm keeping all right. <laughs> She hadn't robbed any banks recently either. <laughs> and in that second, as she said, just her thought, you know, at least one I'm doing okay on, God spoke to her heart and said, you're stealing now. She's like, where did that thought come from? I mean, it wasn't an audible voice. It's a thought in her head. But God was speaking to her and said, yeah, right now you're drinking tea and playing computer games because the boss is out of the office. And um, so she switched off her game. And really that was a, 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 a very important moment for her because she totally changed her attitude to her work. So yeah, what does it mean you shall not steal? Um, there's blatant stealing, isn't there? And all of us would say, oh, you know, that's terrible. We might still maybe do it, but we would agree that that's pretty bad. You know, stealing something physical, pickpockets, house robbery, taking somebody from somebody else. That, that's what I call blatant stealing. But there's also sort of respectable stealing. I mean, what do you think respectable stealing is, you know? I mean, one website said, actually, it's a website called cheatingculture.com, that 75% of people admitted to stealing from their employer or thinking about doing it. That is a pretty high percentage, right? 75%. And I don't know what was involved in that, survey, it probably meant something physical, right? That they were stealing money or something physical. But what about, like my friend, the time that we might steal from our employer? Wow, that's something different. That's sort of respectable stealing. Actually, I looked up the meaning of the word stealing in the Ten Commandments, and do you know what it means? It means 
stealing, actually. <laughs> but it also has the element of deceit in it. So sometimes we steal something physical, but we're forced, forced to lie about it. But sometimes we just uh, steal by deceit. Maybe you fill in an application form for a mortgage or a bank loan, and is it all 100% true? Or your expenses, or your sick note that you write for yourself. I mean, that's stealing too, if you're not really sick and you, you're stealing time from your employer. So really, it's, it's quite broad. There's quite a lot of things, phony applications, borrowing something, uh, and not returning it. Stealing from your customers, if you have customers. So we'll think about that a bit more in a minute. The Bible talks about dishonest scales. Honest scales and balances belong to the Lord. All the weights in the bag are of his making. So you can imagine, you know, I mean, where I live, we actually have dishonest scales. I mean, you go to the bazaar and you put your meat on and it says it's one kilogram and you come home and it's 700 grams. I mean, that's a literal dishonest scale, right? <laughs> but I, probably none of us have that sort of dishonest scale, right? But we do have dishonest scales in, in other sorts of, of ways, you know? And um, one way I, I've been challenged is I have a business, as you know, in Central Asia. So I can't really uh, cheat my employer, not really. <laughs> but we've had cer certain uh, principles, and I'll share about, about a bit about that later. I mean, we pay our wages on time of our employers. We pay our taxes. Oh, there's an interesting one, paying tax, right? We'll come back to that in a minute. They're slightly easier, though, than the third one for me. The third one for me has to do with dishonest scales. I mean, say I'm teaching a class. I'm teaching an English class. And these people, what have they paid for? They have paid for 80 minutes of quality English teaching. Do I always give them that? No, but that actually is a challenge to me because that's what they've paid for. But when I weigh out my effort on the scale, they've paid their money, I put in my effort, it somehow doesn't always balance. Wow. And you might say, well, oh, work, my job is a terrible job and I just, oh, you know, if you knew what my job was like, you wouldn't be saying this at all. Maybe you're saying that. Well, I'd like to draw your attention to Ephesians chapter 6. Slaves, slaves, do you get it? Any slaves here? Okay. Obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them, not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, 
but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one of you whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. So we can't get out of it, right? We maybe have a job that we don't like, or we're tired, or we get fed up, but we are at least not slaves. And this was written to slaves. Slaves! Self-serve wholeheartedly. And sometimes we just want to steal time, steal something else. And we don't use the word stealing, do we? It's just a sort of respectable type of stealing. But, I mean, we want to get to the heart of the issue. First, I just want to broaden it, right? It's not just robbing a bank. It's quite broad. But what are the real heart issues? I want to tell you a story of, uh, but this happens everywhere all the time, I'm sure, not just in Central Asia. But we were at friend's house, and we were sitting at a low table. So you can imagine the table's this height. And we're all sitting there eating, and there's lots of food on the table and lots of sweets on the table as well. So uh, the funny thing was the kids kept coming in, and they were, they were trying to steal the, the, the sweets, you know. And they were coming up to the table going, Oh, Mommy, look at that over there, you know. And... <laughs> then finally we, we prayed you see so we shut our eyes bad move <laughs> the kids I mean there were about five or six of them they rushed in <laughs> grabbed the sweets and rushed out again so why did they do it I mean why do kids still steal sweets I mean, why do we steal? I think there's some similarity, actually. Actually, you might think there's no similarity at all. Why do I think there's some similarity? Because these kids were stealing their parents' sweets. And we're God's children. And we already said that stealing anything is taking something that's God's, right? So why do we steal? I mean... These kids stole because basically they were greedy, right? (laughs) They didn't just want one or two. They wanted a whole pile. And um, the other thing is that they didn't trust their parents. What do I mean by that? Their parents, I'm sure, had told them, don't eat too many sweets. You'll feel sick. Eat your dinner first. (laughs) All the things parents say. But um, they thought, no, sweets. And it's actually exactly the same with us. Why do we steal? Because we're greedy for more money, for more time, for more rest, maybe. We're just greedy. And what has that to do with idols? I know that you've already looked at the commandment about idols. But if money or rest or time 
or my life is the most important thing, if that becomes an idol, that's when we'll be attempted to go and grab it. Because what do we grab? The thing that we really want, the thing that's most important. And also, why do we do it? Because we don't trust God. Just like these kids, they didn't trust their parents saying sweets are bad for you. They thought they knew better. <laughs> and we're the same. We, we don't trust God. And actually, you know, Jesus said that, he said, the evil one, Satan, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you might have life. So Satan, he is a thief. He is the one that has stolen life from mankind. He's the one that kills. He's the one that's always stealing. So if we steal, we're on his side. If we're greedy, we're on his side. If we're generous, we're on God's side. If we work honestly, we're on God's side. So this is, this is all mixed up together. Um, it's lack of trust in God that causes us to want something now. And we want everything now, don't we? This is the now, yeah, now. Just like the kids. They wanted the sweets now, not after their main meal. We can just be like that with kids <clears throat> before God and complaining, you know? So, I, told, I said I'd tell you some more stories about my company and tax, you know? I mean, nobody really likes paying tax, do they? What did Jesus say about tax? Remember, they came and asked him, they said, is it right to pay tax to those Roman authorities there? And Jesus said, Bring me a coin. Whose image is on it? Oh, Caesar's, they said. Well, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And to God what belongs to God. And you and I, whose image do we have on us? We're made in the image of God. So we belong to God. So there's two things we can take from that. We need to pay our taxes. <laughs> but also everything we have actually belongs to God and we need to give him what he's due. Now, I'd like to read these verses from Malachi. Uh, Malachi 3. Will a mere mortal rob God? See, it's about stealing. Yet you rob me. But you ask me, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. So, this particular passage 
is talking about bringing offerings to God. But I want to bring out a principle of it. What is the principle here is saying? Maybe the people were saying, I can just imagine them saying, oh, I, can't, I can't give my offering to God because I have so little. I, have, I just can't do it. And God says, test me in this. You do what's right and give the offerings and I will supply everything you need. So, that's true of offerings. We give to God what he asks us, and he takes care of the rest. But you know, it's also true of taxis. Back to taxis again, sorry. Because <laughs> we might say, you know, oh, I can't pay my tax, because then there's not enough left. But if we do what God asks us to do, the rest of the problem is his. And it's been exciting in my business in Central Asia. We uh, built it on the principle that we will pay all our taxes, which is very unusual in Central Asia. We will pay our employees on time. But sometimes, you know, you get to the first of the month and there isn't enough money, actually. So we pray and we see God do miraculous things. So actually, it's quite exciting. If we cheated on our taxis and used that money to pay the staff, it would have been quite a boring life, actually. <laughs> so it's exciting, but it's all to do with trusting God. And I think it's, again, like we're children. I mean, if you remember, as a child, do you remember going on holiday somewhere or for the day out? Yeah, just try and remember that. Did, did you think about how much it cost? Did you worry about it? No. You just went with your parents and did what they told you to do, right? And this, we get it all wrong. We want, yeah, I'm going to grab these sweets and grab this and grab that. No, I can't do that and I can't do that. But actually, if we trust God and pay the taxes that he says we need to tax, and work honestly even though we don't like it the rest of it is his problem and he'll sort it out whatever that means and it might mean many things in different places and also I mean I just don't have time to go into this in detail but actually we'll give an account we can't read all of it, but I think you know the parable of the talents, where the master, he gives this person this much, and this person this much, and this person this much, and goes off on a journey. And he comes back, and he asks for his money back. Now, the one with ten has made ten more. Wow, that's a good profit. The one with five has made five more. That's also a good prophet. The one with one, he buried it, and he gives it back. And I think he's quite happy with himself. You know, here it is. Can you imagine him saying, back to stealing, I didn't steal it. It's complete. 
It's one whole talent. I didn't steal any of it. Aren't I a good servant? And what does the master say? No. You could have at least put it in the bank and got interest and paid it back with interest. So, in a sense, that servant was stealing. Not because he ate into the one talent. That was complete. But because he didn't use it wisely. And that applies to all of our life because all of our life is God's. Everything we have. Are we using it for him? Our time, our money, our health, our strength. This is what the master said. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So just returning the one talent, it wasn't enough. Interesting, quite challenging, I think. So what about our attitudes? We look to our heart. Why do we... Why do we steal? Greed, idolatry, lack of trust in God. So this is what our attitude needs to be. We need to hate greed. Where is your treasure? What's the most important thing to to you? It could be money. It could be your car. It could be your sleep. It could be, oh, I don't know. But greedy, are we always greedy for more of something? Then probably that's got too an important point, place in our life. So what can we do about it? We can love giving. And maybe you say, well, I don't love giving. Well, maybe you just need to do it, and then you might start loving it. It's a bit like running. Nobody likes running when they start, but you can really get into it after a while. So uh, it's a way to rebel against greed. You know, somebody wants you to do something. You rebel by doing the opposite. Like a naughty child. Except if we're rebelling against Satan's thieving, then it's a good thing to do, isn't it? And thirdly, trust God. You know, we don't like it if there's a gap between what we have and what we need, especially if it's a negative gap, if it's a positive gap, that's all right. But I need this much money, I have this much. We don't like it. I need this much time, I have this much. It's a gap. We don't like the gap. But actually, it's a big opportunity because when there's no gap... We don't need God to step in and do a miracle, do we? When there is a gap, wow, we need God. And a part of the way to create that gap, as it were, is to follow God's principles and stop trying to somehow cover over the gap because, oh, we couldn't possibly have a gap. It's the best thing we could have. So, that's all I want to say this morning about you shall not steal. Uh, Like somebody said in one of the previous talks, it's a promise. 
as well, isn't it? You shall not steal because God will provide all your needs. So let's just uh, take a few minutes to reflect and then I'll pray and then we'll continue with our worship time. Father, I thank you that we are your children. And Lord, we know that everything on heaven and earth belongs to you. Lord, I pray that you help each one of us to see areas in our life where we might not be living honestly in this area, where we might have idols in this area, Lord, help us to exterminate greed and to trust you because you are the one who's trustworthy. In Jesus' name, amen.